Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, and we're excited. Father God, we thank you for this time together. I come not just as, um, I don't come as a sinner, but I come as someone who's righteous in your sight. I've been made righteous because of the precious blood of Jesus. Jesus became sin for us that I may become the righteousness of God in him. And I stand before your people as a righteous man based on the blood of Jesus. I come to you based on the blood of Jesus. On the basis of the blood, I approach your throne and I receive healing in my body. I receive wisdom and I receive supernatural divine utterance. Thank you for these utterance as I speak forth the word of God with clarity and power. I thank you that people are never leave this broadcast, never view this broadcast the same that they did when they started. I thank you that those who are oppressed will leave liberated. Those who are sick will be, will leave healed. Those who are unsaved will leave saved. Those who need the Holy Ghost will receive the Holy Ghost even while I'm preaching. I thank you, Father. It is the anointing that makes preaching and e teaching easy, and I thank you for that anointing. I thank you that I, I've been anointed by the Spirit of the Lord, for the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he's anointed me to teach and preach the gospel. And I thank you that this gospel will go forth like, a, like it will spread rapidly. And I thank you that many lives will be touched and understand will have understanding. Thank you, Father. I pray that you'll grant it to your people the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened, that they may know what is the hope of your calling, what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's go. We're going to talk about today receiving Christ the healer. Receiving Christ the healer. Say this with me. Receiving Christ the healer. The Lord several years ago commissioned me or spoke to me and told me to preach healing every single month. And I was to preach it at the first of each month. We will have communion sometime this month. I know we were supposed to do it first Sunday and I forgot about it. <laughs> so we'll do it. We will do it. But the Lord spoke to my heart and says, I want you to teach healing every single month. I'm going to tell you, it was not an easy thing to do that, especially if you're in the middle of a series. And I did have some resistance from certain people when it came to teaching about healing every single month. Just because they haven't experienced the healing power of God, there was a spiritual resistance in our church to not do that every single month. I'm not saying that I'm going back to that because he, he didn't leave, but he led me to stop and I got stirred up today to preach about it. So we'll see what the Lord does and if he tells me to start teaching it every first Sunday. But healing is something that some are ignorant concerning when it comes to receiving from God. Healing is so important. It's part of our salvation. The word salvation, it actually includes the word healing. It is, is saving or rescuing, being rescued. Also, it means healing. So part of being a Christian is to receive healing. Now, there are a group of people who don't believe that healing is part of our salvation. They believe that if God wants to you be healed, he'll heal you. And if you're not healed, you know, it wasn't God's will. 
I want you to get that out of your mind. I want you to be open to the Word of God. I'm going to teach from the Word of God today. I want you to be open and sensitive to what I have to say concerning healing, receiving Christ the healer. Healing is something that we always need, we always need on this side of, of eternity. Once we die, we won't need healing anymore. And yes, you might, you might have known some Christians who were faithful to Christ, and yet they died of some type of sickness or disease. By no means am I saying that a person who is sick is in sin, but sometimes a person who is sick is a result of sin, and we see that from the Scriptures, as you, specifically as you read the Gospels, the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But I don't want to emphasize that today. Some people are sick simply because of a lack of knowledge. They don't know how to receive healing in, in their bodies. And so I want to put a great emphasis today on receiving Christ the healer. Courtney and I, when we first got married, we would listen to healing, uh, healing CD by Kenneth E. Hagan. He has a healing CD, or you can nowadays, you can download it from his website, um, healing, or look at our YouTube, um, Kenneth E. Hagan Healing Scriptures. And all he's doing is reading scriptures that emphasize healing. And we used to listen to it every night going to bed. And I'll tell you, and sometimes we played it while in the morning while we're getting ready. I'm telling you, we not once did we have encountered sickness or disease. And I'm kind of, I'm getting back to listening to healing scriptures, whether I'm dealing with something or not, because the enemy will fight believers in the realm of healing, in the realm of their physical body. If the devil can't come and get you to backslide or tempt you with a particular sin to yield to it, then he'll try to attack your finances. How many, how many, how many know about that? Money comes and money goes. Some of y'all say, no, not we. Uh, money always, money coming to me now and it stays with me. Well, if you're obedient to the word of God, it's going to flow through you. It's flowing to you so it can flow through you. For those who want to be millionaires, let that money flow through you and learn how to sow into the kingdom of God as well as sow into other people and other ministries. We're not, as you know, we're not a, a focused, inward-focused ministry, but we do focus on the entire body of Christ. We pray for the entire body of Christ. We pray for the president. So join us. Make sure you join us on that Zoom corporate prayer. Some of y'all have never been on that corporate prayer or every once in a while, but get on it. It's something that is needed, and you will be blessed by it. So people typically don't really like to talk much about healing. Some people, they emphasize, a lot of people emphasize, some people emphasize suffering. But Christ is not only, Christ is the Savior. He's the Savior of the world, especially to those who believe. He's also the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He's also the healer of your body. He wants to heal your body. He wants that to be just a reality, just as a reality as much as the saving of your spirit and the saving of your soul. He wants, to, wants that part of your life to be intact with his will. God does not glor be, God is not glorified when you're going through physically. I'm talking about being sick. He is not glorified. I remember one time I was sick. I forget what I was sick of. I don't know if it was a flu or something. I said, I didn't learn anything. For those who, who believe that that. God is teaching you something while you're sick. Go ahead and be sick. Or it's part of God's will for you to be sick. 
Think about this. If it's God's will for you to be sick and that's part of your lot in life, then don't try to get well. For those who believe that God wants them to be poor, then don't go to work. Be on welfare or stay on welfare. Isn't, there's no sin in being on welfare, but the sin is to stay there, if I can say that. In other words, not doing what you need to do in order to, to, um, to be self-sufficient or financially independent. God doesn't want you to stay in a land of not enough. And I can talk about it, Courtney can talk about welfare, because at one point we were on welfare as a couple for about a year or two, um, a year and a half or two, and it was embarrassing. It was, um, it was a, we were in a horrible place financially. I, I left a job and um, I re, you know, resin, resigned from a job, and she wasn't working at the time. She had left her job prior to me leaving my job, but we didn't know that I was going to leave, you know, long story short. But we, we've been there, but thank God we didn't stay there. And then what encouraged me was I heard Bishop Jakes and Lady Jakes at one point, they were on welfare. So I said, oh, we're in good company. <laughs> so I thank God that we went through it, but we didn't stay there. God wants you, if you're on welfare now, he doesn't want you to stay there. He wants you to be self-sufficient. The welfare system was never designed to be permanent. It was only to be designed to be temporary till you get on your feet or you're able to, to, to get to a place that you need to be. And sometimes the system has been set up sometimes to keep you there. But thank God you don't have to. Through Christ and through honoring God with your tithes and offering, you can get out, out of that place of lack. God will take you from a place of lack to a place of just enough to a place of more than enough. There's three different levels. I'm not teaching on this today, but I don't know why I'm sharing this. But there are three different levels of finances in the kingdom of God. There's a land of not enough. Then there's the land of just enough. Then there's a land of more than enough. It is God's will for every believer to get to the land of more than enough. He doesn't just want you to be in lack, because surely he says in Psalm 23, verse 1, the Lord is your shepherd you shall not lack. He, he, wants to, he, he wants to get you to a place of land of just enough. Philippians 4, 19, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Then he wants to be to a land of more than enough. I came that you may have life and life more abundantly. So God wants to get you to a place of more than enough. Why did I say that? Well, physically, God wants to get you from a place of pain and sickness, even dealing with these demonic allergies, dealing with pollen and, and sneezing and cold and COVID-19 and cancer and diabetes and arthritis. And the list goes on. Sleep apnea, sleep apnea. Uh, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. There is a, a lot of different diseases out here. And God wants to get you from a place of where, you know, God uses medicine. Paul told Timothy to drink a little wine for his stomach's sake. So God is not opposed to medicine. God is the one who gives doctors, men and women and nurses in the medical field wisdom concerning um, concerning medicine and the human body. 
you know that it has to be a gift from God to, to know the names of these medicines and know the names of these body parts. God is interested in healing the body. If God doesn't heal you directly, he raises up men and women to study medicine for the sake of humanity, for the good of humanity. So God is not opposed to medicine. I'm not opposed to medicine. If, you, if your body's racked with pain and you know by taking this medicine will help you, if you're, you, you're at peace with that, take that medicine in Jesus' name. Why are you believing God for your physical healing from him? So if I'm dealing with something, I'll do the natural, take the medicine. That's one of my points. I'll take the medicine in, in faith. Somebody recently asked me, what did I think about the, the vaccination? I said, well, we've had vaccination all our lives. Most of us in this country, you know, whether it was the polio or chicken pops or the flu as a young baby and kids and, and sometimes going into different grades and so forth. You have to go back every six years and so forth. D listen, G God has given men, well, they develop it so quickly. Well, God, who is, who is the author of it, it's, n it's not, so this person was to say, well, I don't think I'm believing God by taking the vaccination. This is what they asked me. And I said to them, well, don't you have health insurance, life insurance, house insurance, Car insurance. Now, is that saying that you don't believe God because you have those types of for, those those types of insurance? No. If something happens, then you you covered. At first, I wasn't going to take it, and my wife is a praying woman, and she prayed. I think she prayed with one of her best friends, and they prayed that God will deal with my heart. I had a dream the next that particular night of me being in another country, and, and I woke up. And I said, I gotta take the vaccine. I gotta I gotta receive that. And I, I decided to receive it. Whether I took it or not, I'm, I was protected, of course, okay? Because my faith is not all in the vaccination. So I put my mask on. I don't double mask. I need to. But I put my mask on, and I'm, I, I do the natural. So whether you take the vaccination or not, you still got to trust God. But I, I encourage you as your pastor, I'm concerned about you. Why not? Don't be afraid. Some people are thinking it's the mark of the bees or it's the money or they're trying to get you. Listen, if they wanted to get you by now, they would already had you if, if it had not been for God. You know, so it's nothing. It's not going to take away some of the most spiritual people that I know on the face of the earth. And I know a lot of people, by the way, if you don't know, Courtney and I, we know a whole lot of people beyond this new central New Jersey. We know people in Oklahoma, across seas. We know people everywhere. Not saying that in anything to brag about us, but God has allowed us to connect with many people. And I'm telling you, these people, most of them have taken the vaccination. They are spiritual people led by God, and it would just be ignorant for, to not. I just got off the phone with one of my mentors, and guess what? He took the vaccination. And when I told him, he was happy. And then I was talking to another mentor. You might say, how many mentors you have, PD? I have a lot. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> uh, my, my spiritual father was my dad. That was the, really my spiritual father and so forth. And, of course, my mom is my spiritual mom. And that we have some other spiritual mothers and some other men that we look to as father figures. And, and we're very grateful for them. But these men and women all have taken it that we know of. And, and they're just, they're not flaky. They have wonderful marriages. They love God and they walk with God. So I want to encourage you, if you haven't taken it, go take it. Don't be afraid. Unless God told you specifically not to take it, I want to encourage you. Why am I saying this? This is not part of my notes. But we're talking about receiving Christ the healer. 
perhaps this is part of God's, not perhaps, it is God's provision for you to receive, to be protected. So you will wear gloves if it's cold outside, right? So it's like the vaccination. Why not? All right. Receiving Christ the healer. Many people have separated healing from the cross or the forgiveness of sins. As, as you read throughout the scriptures, mainly the, the gospels, you see that sin, receiving forgiveness and receiving healing are a lot of times mentioned together. Even in the book of James, James chapter 5 talks about if anyone is sick among them, let them ask the elders to come in and anoint them with oil and the prayer of faith will save them. If they've committed any sin, they will be forgiven. So God is in the healing business. Come on, let's say that. God is in the healing business. Type that up. God is in the healing business. He is concerned about your physical being. He, he doesn't want you to be sluggish. He doesn't want you to be off balance. He doesn't want you to be have the cold for one minute. He doesn't even want you to, to deal with any allergies. I'm telling you, my youngest have been diagnosed with many different allergies. And one particular, he was diagnosed, um, he was diagnosed with being allergic to soy milk. I began to speak to it. Courtney and I began to speak to his body and commend, say that he has been redeemed from the curse of allergies to soy milk. And guess what? He can drink it now. Now we're working on the other areas, the other dairies, not the cow's milk. Not, not necessarily cow's milk is the greatest thing for you. But at his age, he needs that, that, that calcium in that. So we speak to those areas. And I'm telling you, God is concerned about your allergies. He's concerned about every area of your that, that little pain here, a little pain there, the elbow pain, the knee pain. Uh, I mean, one time you heard me testify, I had issues with my knees and, I was, and it was a lot of pain, a lot of pain in my knees. And the Lord showed me um, by a word of knowledge that I had been taking some, some, what do you call it? Some steroids. I was taking steroids for the lung condition. And come to find out that those steroids were destroying my knees. And, and a young man of God came to our church, and, and I, also he went to a couple other churches. And as he was ministering, he saw in the spirit about my, someone's knees being healed. And the Lord showed me that it was me. And then he also turned around and said, and the reason why your knees are bothering you and trying to be aged Beyond your age is because of the many steroids you took over the years dealing with your lung. And God healed it. It, it, it. At the time, he prayed for me and, and people were rejoicing, but I still felt pain. But guess what? I kept thanking God. And to this day, my knees are totally healed to the glory of God. So God, is he wants you to be in the best, not only spiritual shape, but the best physical shape. God is concerned about your physical being. Jesus did, not just, Jesus did not just die for your physical body. He did not die to send you to, to prepare a place in heaven, but he died for your physical body to be healed. God is concerned about your physical body. He wants you to in the best health. Minister Frank spoke about it last week. That, that there was a divine exchange at the cross. He talked about how Jesus became bore our sickness. In Isaiah 53, it actually says in the Hebrew that God made Jesus sick. It actually says that, y'all, that God made Jesus sick. Jesus took upon our sickness 
so that he, so that we could receive his healing in our bodies. So if you ever wonder if God is making you sick, he only made one person sick in the Bible, and that was Jesus. It says that in Isaiah 53 that he made him sick. And actually, Jesus, God crushed Jesus. God crushed Jesus so that he could love us. Glory to God to the fullest. So Minister Frank, shout out to him. Minister Cleva speaking about the cross and living in light of the cross as well as what happened at the cross and, and what took place. There was a divine exchange. So today we're going to dive into Christ the healer. So if you're sick today, God wants to heal your body. He has made provision for your physical body to be well. It is his will for you to be free from pain, sickness, and disease. Jesus wants you to be free from pain, sickness, and disease. Whether it's acute pain or chronic pain, you don't have that pain is in your body illegally. God has provided healing in your body, whether it's migraines, whether it's sleepless nights. There's a scripture that I claim concerning my sleep. The enemy has attacked me in my sleep many a times. And there's a scripture I claim and I speak over Psalm 127. He says he gives his beloved sweet sleep, or I, I added the sweet part, but he gives his beloved sweet sleep. I'm sorry. Ephesians 1 says we've been accepted in the beloved. So you don't have to have a sleepless night. Sorry, Seattle, sleepless, sleepless nights in Seattle. Sorry about that. But we don't have to, we don't have to worry about being sleep, having sleepless nights, having the enemy tormenting us. God doesn't want us to be tormented at night or afraid of animals or afraid of snakes. God has not given you the spirit of fear. You shouldn't be afraid of cancer. Fear is a doorway in which Satan will enter into your life. Faith is the doorway in which God enters into your life. You can't be saved without faith. Well, you can't receive what the enemy has for you without fear. So you got to guard against fear, the fear of sickness and disease. Don't be afraid of sickness and disease. God has given you authority over fear and over sickness and disease. It's under your feet. It's just, it's just, and I said this again, it bears repetition because some of you all won't get it until you hear it the second time. It's just as much God's will for you to be healed physically as it is for your spirit and your soul to be saved. Let me say that again. It is just as much as God's will for you to be healed physically as much as it is his will for you to be saved spiritually. God is concerned about your body. Read the Bible. There's a scripture in 1 Corinthians 7. It says that God purchased us through, through the blood of Jesus. We've been redeemed. And through the blood of Jesus, Jesus purchased us through his blood. God being sick isn't suffering for Jesus. Sometimes people think they're actually suffering for the cause of Christ because they're sick. There's nothing about that that glorifies God. Faith is a display of of the glory of God. Let me say it again. Faith is a display of the, of the glory of God. In Romans 4, it says that God, Abraham being fully persuaded, glorified God. He was fully in faith and it glorified God. When you and I operate in faith, walk by faith, live by faith, then God gets glory in our lives. Sometimes people think 
through their suffering. There is a Christian, there is a suffering that we all have to go through. Suffering our flesh to do the will of God. Suffering the, the temptations and resisting it. Suffering by dying to ourself, or a better way of saying, crucifying our flesh, or putting our flesh aside is suffering. Suffering through persecution for his name's sake. All of that brings glory to God. But suffering physically, unless they're beating you for the name of Christ, is not the will of God. God does not want you, unless you're a child and your parents are beating you <laughs> uh, for a good cause, it, 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 that's right because that's part of the will of God to, to train a child in the way that it should go. But receiving beating and that husband that is beating his wife, I'm going to rebuke you now in Jesus' name. It is not God's will for a husband to dominate his wife. You're called to serve that woman. As Christ serves and loves the church, you should love and serve your wife. As a man, you should never put your hand on your wife. She does not belong to you in the sense of you, her, as you are her, her owner. She belongs to Jesus. You're called to, she's called to serve alongside of you, not under your feet, but by your side. When God made Adam and Eve, he made the man first, and then he brought the woman, pulled the woman out of the, the rib, out of his rib, out of, which speaks about his side, his companion. He never called you to put your hand on your wife. She is not your child. She is your helpmate and woman of God. God never called you to speak words. So you can beat up a man through your words, not just physically only, but through your words. He, he never called you to disrespect and dishonor your husband. You need to honor your husband, woman of God. Men of God, you need to love your wife. And you don't ever see Christ with a wife beater on and beating his wife. You see him laying down his life. So husband, and for those who are thinking about married, being married, you need to lay your life. It's called it's a, a laying your life down, being willing to forgive. Marriage is all about forgiveness. I don't want to talk about marriage right now, but that just came up in my spirit. But being sick isn't suffering for Jesus. Get that mindset away from you. That is the spirit of a religion. God has healing on his mind for you. Oh, glory to God. I just preached myself happy. God has healing on his mind for you. He wants you well. You're not hearing that enough on the internet. You're not hearing that enough in books. There is not enough books on about healing. There's not enough teaching and preaching about healing. God has healing on your mind, on his mind for you. That is the will of God. You remember the scripture in Jeremiah 29, 11? It says, the thoughts that I have towards you, they're good. Um, thoughts of good and not evil. Uh, a, 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 a expected end, a good, good end. God has, your latter shall be greater than your former. God, it doesn't matter what you've been through, it's where you're going. And the path of the just shines brighter and brighter, according to Proverbs 4. So your days should be getting brighter. You should get, be getting stronger by the day. And yes, I do understand that as we age in this, this time period, that our aging is that, that there are going to be some type of when I say that some type of witness, a weakness or 
uh, are being frail. But I'm telling you, your spirit should be stronger and your body should be stronger. You should be getting stronger in the sense of not depending upon people. It is not God's will for you to be of old age and depending on someone else to take care of you. God is concerned about how we treat our bodies. And perhaps leading lady Courtney could teach about she's real into health and, and whatnot. She can talk about health and the importance of taking care of the temple, naturally speaking. God is concerned about your body. He's concerned about that cookie that you're going to eat tonight. It's okay to have some sweets. But I heard Kenneth Copeland say years ago that it's been 40 years since he's ever, he took a cookie to his mouth. Man, what a disciplined man, right? What a disciplined, I don't agree with his political um, view per se when it came to President Trump and whatnot, but I do appreciate his faith. And if you go back and listen to, despite all the other stuff and listen to faith, it, it's going to encourage you and strengthen you. Getting back to what I'm saying, uh, the, the spirit of religion will rob the people of God from healing. God wants you well. He wants you whole. He wants you without pain. Let's look at a scripture in Luke chapter 4, verse 40. Luke chapter 4, verse 40. Let's read this. Actually, I'm going to start with verse 38. I'm reading out of ESV. I got the ESV, NLT, and the New King James. So I'm going to read a few verses from there later on. But right now, I'm going to look at um, this one in Luke chapter 4, verse 38 from ESV. And he arose and left the synagogue and entered Simon's house, which was Peter. Now Simon's mother-in-law was ill with a high fever, and they appealed to him on her behalf. Sounds like intercession, right? They appealed or supplication. They went to the Lord on the behalf of, of Peter's mother-in-law. And they appealed to him on her behalf, and he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. And immediately she rose and began to serve them. She rose and began to serve them. So Jesus is concerned about a fever, even a fever. You find that your kid, if you have kids or grandkids, a niece or a nephew, and they have a fever, you have a Bible right to rebuke that fever. Don't just sit back and say, oh, let's look to the medicine. I'm not telling you not to take the medicine, but you better use your faith to curse that fever and command it to go. Jesus rebuked the fever, spoke to the fever like it was a demon, spoke to the fever like it was a person, the personality of sickness. Speak to it and command it to go. He rebuked that fever, check this out. This is Peter, mother-in-law. And you know what they say about in-laws. Oh, they really like in-hates. <laughs> I know we call it in-law and loves. But a lot of people back in the day did not like their in-laws. Peter was concerned about his in-law, his mother-in-law at that. And Jesus rebuked the fever and the fever left. And immediately she got up and she started serving the master and the people that was with her, with him. Now, when the sun was setting, all those who had any who were sick with various diseases brought them to him. He laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And demons also came out of many crying, you are the son of God. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak because they knew that he was the Christ. Here, Jesus, that the Bible says they were bringing many who were sick. 
And everybody who came to Jesus in the scriptures for healing received their healing. Now, Jesus did not heal everybody that he saw that was sick, but he healed everybody who came to him for healing for their physical body. For those who say, well, if it's God's will for everybody to be healed, then why not you, why not go, let's go into the hospital and empty the hospitals. Jesus never did that. He never went among the sick people and healed everybody like that. There are times that the Spirit of God will lead him who to go to and so forth. But everybody, listen to me, listen to this statement. Everybody who came to Jesus for healing received healing in their physical body. Again, everyone who came to Jesus for healing received healing in their physical body. I want to encourage you today to receive, come to Jesus. That is, that is the first step to receiving Christ the healer. You got to come to Jesus. You got to come to God the Father. You got to rely on the Holy Spirit. Look to him. Come to Jesus. Let's read this again. Now when he when the sun was setting and all those who had who all who had any who were sick with various diseases brought them to him and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. Let me read this out of the New Living Translation. There's so many different translations, so many good, trans, good translations. The main translation that we have here at Kingdom Living Ministries is ESV. ESV is an awesome, awesome translation and is built upon. It, it was a great committee who served on this particular translation project. And ESV, I've been teaching out of the ESV since I was, when I was a youth pastor for many, many years and I, 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 I sometimes think that I made it popular. I didn't make it popular because not everybody knows me, but I actually thought it was, I, was pop, it, I made it popular. But it, it's been around, I think it was around a couple years prior to me. But I, I, I got a hold of it and started preaching from it ever since. Let's look at this from the New Living Translation. Let's take a look at this. It says, verse 40, In the sun... As the sun went down that evening, people throughout the village brought sick family members to Jesus. No matter what their diseases were, the touch of his hand healed everyone. I read that again. As the sun went down that evening, people throughout the village brought sick family members to Jesus. No matter what their diseases were, the touch of his hand healed every one of them. I put down in my notes. Jesus healed them all. Jesus healed them all. Jesus is in the business of healing everybody who comes to him. But you got to come to him. You got to come to him in a certain way. I got many of notes, but we're going to do a part two after Lady Courtney does her thing um, next two weeks or at least the next week. So go with me to Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 10, excuse me, Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, and let's look at how to come to him. Everyone who came to Jesus received their healing throughout the scriptures. I challenge you, read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You'll see that everyone who ever came to Jesus for healing received healing. Jesus did not go to everybody and heal them. But everyone who came to Jesus received their healing. 
Mark 11, excuse me, <laughs> I got faith on my mind. Hebrews 11, verse 6. I think I'm going to read this out of New King James. And then I, I'll read out of the ESV. It's, it's good to see different translations. And I know I have uh, Logos Bible software, and I know I can go and put them all on the screen. Dave often, Minister David often reminds me that I can do that. He says, Pastor, you can, you know, you can put all of them on your screen. He says this to me often. And, but I like having the physical Bible, and there's something about it. Hebrews 11, 6. I'm not saying it makes you more spiritual, so I'm not making that. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So if you're going to come to God, you got to come to God in faith. There are many people who pray, but how many people are praying in faith? Receiving Christ the healer, is part, part of that is coming to God in faith. Think about Simon's mother-in-law. They appealed to Jesus for her healing. <laughs> they, they, they heard of Jesus because faith comes by hearing. They had to hear of Jesus, that he was a healer, especially from Simon. Simon probably was like, yo, Jesus today, he, he healed a blind man. There was somebody lame, and he, he, he strained their leg out, and, and, and he did some crazy thing. And the book of John tells us there are many other miracles that Jesus did. And if everything was recorded with what he did, the books, and you know I love books. I got a lot of books. I'm trying to downsize. It's kind of hard. So I think we're going to have to build a library in our next house. I, I said it by faith. We're going to build a, it, 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 I, I try to do the ebook, but there's something about physical books. I'm not going to, you know, have a house full of books, but I will have a, a bigger library in our next house when we build it. There's something about where it, it talks about the, in the book of John, it says that if, if, if all that Jesus said and did was recorded, then there will not be enough books to record all those things. So he, he was healing people a lot. He was teaching and healing. You'll see in his ministry, Jesus' ministry, that Jesus went around teaching, preaching, and healing in that order. Teaching, preaching, and healing. Here in Hebrews eleven six 6, it says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You must come to God and believe that he is who he says he is. And I'm going to give you this scripture out of Ezekiel, uh, Exodus, I'm sorry, Exodus 15, 26. You must believe that he is. So receiving Christ Jesus, the first step is to come to him in faith. Come to him in faith. You must believe that Jesus is who he says he is. Is Exodus 15. Exodus 15, and let's look at verse 26. Exodus 15, verse 26 says this. It says, and if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. God is the Lord who heals you. 
God is the Lord who heals you. That is one of his, one of his covenant names is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. You are in a covenant with the living God who heals. In Malachi, it says that healing is in his wings. God is a healer. He is constantly moving on the earth through his healing power. He'll heal through medicine and he'll heal through divine healing. We believe in divine healing here at Kingdom Living Ministries. We, not only do we believe in divine healing, we believe in divine health. And I can go on and on, but I want you to understand that Jesus healed them all. Christ, received Christ the healer. Jesus healed them all, according to Luke 4, 40. Jesus is the healer. He wants everyone to be healed. If you see people, who, if you see where people are suffering with the ugly offsprings of pain, sickness, and disease, please understand that God is not glorified. God is only glorified when his healing power is in display. Not only in the sense of that's the only way you could glorify him, but one way in which he is glorified in our bodies is by receiving, by us receiving healing in our bodies. So my first step or my first point is to come to God in faith, believing that he is who he says he is. And we see from Exodus 15 that he is the Lord God who heals you, present tense, who heals you. He's constantly healing us. Praise the Lord. I'm going to stop there. I got enough for a lifetime. And so I will come back after Lady Courtney ministers and I will do a part two and perhaps a part three because I believe that we're in a time in which we even more so need this reality with coronavirus, with all kinds of diseases rising all over the world. We need to understand our covenant with God, our relationship with God, that Christ is the healer, receiving Christ the healer. I encourage you to go to bed listening to healing scriptures, read materials. There's one by F.F. Bosworth called Christ the Healer. Look it up on Amazon. That, that book, I read that when I was about 19 years old in Bible college, and I, I constantly go back to it. It's full of faith and full of truths concerning God, the willingness of God for us to be healed. I want to encourage you that Christ is the healer. I'm going to pray for those who are suffering in your bodies right now. It doesn't matter whether it's a, a headache or whether it's the cold or allergies or sinus issues or heart disease or diabetes, whatever your problem may be. You may be lying, laying in your bed right now. Jesus wants to move your limbs. He wants, he wants to raise you up out of that sickness of uh, that, that, that sickness bed. And he wants you up moving. Those who may be in the wheelchair, God is still in the healing business, still in the miracle working business. He's a miracle worker. He's a healer. He, he's always, put that song on by Sinatra. It's called um, Miracle Worker, Waymaker, Miracle Worker. God is a miracle worker. And he, Rez Allen got a song called Miracle Worker. Look up those songs. I tell you, when I'm, when I'm, want to strengthen my faith when it comes to healing. I put on healing songs. Keith Moore got a, a couple projects and one is as country as country can be, but those lyrics full of David Ingalls, 
David Engel, I believe, he also has a healing project, a couple healing projects. I, I feed my faith because I, I got about four or five playlists of nothing but healing scriptures and healing songs. If you have an uh, Alexa at home, Echo Dot or Echo Studio, whatever that case may be, ask Alexa to play healing scriptures. She'll surprise you. She has some healing scriptures. I don't know who's the, who, who, who programmed her, but she'll begin to read different healing scriptures. I, I challenge you, you have an Alexa, just say, Alexa, read healing scriptures. And she'll read it. She said, you want more? Yes, please. I'm telling you, God has, and I want to just make this, just make this statement. Think about, as we think about technology, I said, we, we, my wife and I and the, and the boys, we just got a, a nice big screen television. We haven't had, every, every television that we've ever had, someone gave it to us. We never bought a television. So we decided the old television that we had was blessed to us by the youth ministry years ago in 09, and it just died. It just died. I said, well, we could just not do with television. Of course, the boy's like, oh, no, we need to look at VeggieTales. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, so we decided to get a big screen television. I think it's 85 inches or 75, 75 to, to 85. Um, we got it. And I said, God gave us this television, not for us to just sit back and look at entertainment, but actually to look at, uh, look at faith stuff, look at gospel stuff, stuff that's going to help us get closer to God. And so we have de different apps for healing and, um, and, and gospel preaching and gospel teaching. And that's, we do look at other stuff, but those are the reasons why God gives us technology. He gives us iPhones and or smartphones or uh, you know CDs or cassettes if you still listen to cassettes or vinyls, whatever the case may be, he gives us those things so that we can feed our faith. There's an app that we we shared with you early on in the middle. I mean, in the beginning of the pandemic, called a Dwell app. Dwell D W E L L. I challenge you to to go. I encourage you to go and download that. It it may cost you. I think you can buy a lifetime for seventy something dollars. It's worth it. But they have different people reading scriptures. I know that back in the day, I used to listen to Alexander Alexander Scorby Scoby. Scorby, I think it says. He has um, King James Version. And then James Earl Jones, he actually had read the New Testament. There, if you have Audible, you can download James Earl Jones reading the New Testament to you. And years later came out the Bible experience, and they have different pastors. Pastor Lawrence Powell from Agape is on it. Bishop George C. Wright is on it. People from this area is, is on that particular project. Samuel Jackson is on it as well as Kirk Franklin. I mean, those things, I enjoyed that one as well, but there's, there's something about the others. But get Dwell app, feed, your script, feed, feed yourself on the scriptures, not just healing scriptures, but there are other scriptures that by listening to the word, they will produce life to you. Let me read this scripture to you as I close. Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. I'm, I'm praying that you were encouraged today. I trust that you are. I know I didn't get to a lot of scriptures today, but it's, it's enough. Proverbs chapter 4, and let's look at verse 20. Start with verse 20. My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my says. As you're listening to healing scriptures, you're inclining your ears to his sins. Let them not escape from your sight. Let them with, um, keep them within your heart. 
for they are life to those who find them. Look at the next part. And healing to all their flesh. The word of God is healing to your flesh. If you'll listen to that word in faith and receive those words into you, they will heal your mind. I have um, a, a guy I admire from since I was a young lad um, at Pastor Dave Robinson's church out in Tulsa, Oklahoma. His name is Augie David Davis. And he actually, he was doing a lot for God. He's Indian. He was going to to India and doing healing crusades and evangelistic crusades and people were coming to Christ by the thousands. Well, the enemy came and tried to take his mind. He actually began to lose his mind. But guess what Augie did? Augie took the scriptures and read from Genesis to Revelation every two weeks. He read eight hours a day. Every two weeks he read the scriptures, fed his faith, and guess what happened? A year later, he got his mind back. The enemy came for his mind and tried to take it, and he took it back by reading the word of God. And the scripture tells us, keep, uh, for they are, let, let them, talking about the words, the, let, let them not escape from your sight, but keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. Healing to all your flesh. The word of God is healing to your flesh. Receiving Christ the healer is coming to God, coming to Christ, relying on the Holy Spirit in faith, believing that he is who he says he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seeks him. And then receiving his words. Receiving Christ the healer is receiving the words of Christ. Learn how to receive his word as you read the Bible. Receive those words. Let those words minister to you. Minister to your heart. Minister to your mind. If you got hurt today, Jesus' words will heal your heart. God's word will heal your heart. If you got problems, as you read through Proverbs, it talks about bones. You got bone issues, the word of God will produce healing in your bones. Marrow. It talks about the marrow. Listen, I was going bald right up in this area right here, really bad. Guess what? I started speaking the word. I'll never forget this. Years ago, I noticed a bald spot. An angel, Sister Angel, helped me put together a confession years before I became youth pastors, uh, a youth pastor, to speak the word of God over my hair. I, I started out doing it and I fell off, and that area started getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And during the pandemic, my wife gave me some stuff to take for that, and I began to speak the word of God over it. And my, y'all listen, my hair is growing. As you can see, it's gray on the outside, but it's, it's brown. I stopped the graying process by the words of my mouth, <laughs> using the word on my hair. And now this area right here is not complete yet, but this area right here is growing. And I'm speaking even to the pigmentation of the other where it's gray. I know some of y'all like me in the gray, but I do like the natural color. So it's okay if it's, it's salt and pepper. But anyway, I'm telling you, God's word has the solution for whatever your physical Ill illness is. Go through the scriptures. That's your homework. Go through the scriptures and find healing scriptures and begin to meditate on them daily. So today, if you want to receive Christ first as the Savior, I want you to pray this prayer with me. 
There's no magic in the prayer, but it's faith in God. So one way in which we release our faith is by prayer and using words that line up with the word of God to receive him. So let's receive Christ the Savior. So pray this prayer after me. You know, the Bible never tells a person who wants to come and get saved that they have to go around confessing all of their sins. That's unscriptural. Now, the Bible tells the believer when he or she misses it to confess their sins. But for the non-believer, there's only one confession that that believer has to make, and that's the confession of the Lordship of Jesus. Romans 10, 9 and 10. So if you're here, you're listening to me, whether through the different apps or different forms or channels, or you, whether you're on Facebook or YouTube and you want to receive Christ, I want you to pray this prayer after me and mean it with your heart. There's only faith in God. Say, Father God, I come to you in Jesus' name. I believe that you sent God, you sent, God, you sent Jesus to die for my sins. I believe that on the third day you raised him from the dead and I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, I want to give you an opportunity to contact us. We're believing God for salvation every single week. Email us at info at kingdomlivingnj.org so that we can get information to you about what's your next step. If you want to understand it more, there's a, a blog that I wrote years ago concerning how to be saved. You can go to our website, kingdomlivingnj.org, and look under the blog. And it, it's a long blog, but it's about salvation. I was criticized for it for many years ago. Like, hi, it should be short. That's too long. But listen. I, I purposely wrote that. And for those members who've never been on the website looking at that blog, I encourage you to go and I explain the gospel in a way that I believe that will edify everyone who reads it and they'll walk away with a greater understanding of what Jesus came to do. So check that out. Email us. We'll send you that link if you need it. We also will encourage you to, with some other material. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, Contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.